And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome to Hoops Adjacent. Uh, I don't know where David Aldridge is. He's running the street somewhere, probably doing something important. But it's all good because I got a couple of uh, my homies to join me today. Uh, I got, I got first off, the incomparable Z Nikita, who is just a superstar. If you don't know who she is, get ready. Because, you know, first off, she's 60 years old and she looks like she's 22. Thank you and so much. She, she, <laughs> she is, uh, you from, you from uh, PD Pablo Hood, right? I shall am North Carolina. Come on, come on and raise us. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm with you. Uh, uh, hoop head, baller, former uh, Yale basketball player. You were nice, right? Now, I, now I would like to addicted. say that my coach said that we, my coach after a game said, Y'all are ballers. Y'all are ballers with an A. You think you're ballers. And I was like, Thanks, coach. I never use that again. <laughs> And I'll never forget that. Anytime somebody says I'm a baller, I'm like, I, apparently, according to my Yale coach, I'm not a baller. A baller. <laughs> I thought that was a better. I thought that was better. Like me too. To I was like, so. that was that was what was ironic. And we were all sitting there trying to hold back our laughter. Like, ma'am, it actually has more street cred to have an A at the end. But go ahead. Facts. Yeah, I feel you. <laughs> we we have another baller too. Uh, he's still he's still hoop. Zena, you still hoop or you cook? I you haven't done? in a while. I've gone shooting, yeah, like but me. I haven't. Hooped. Yeah, that ain't hooping. That ain't hooping. Yeah, you cook like me. This one is not cooked. He's still out there in these streets. Still got pickup runs going. We got the James Edwards, the third, uh, our Detroit. I don't even like to call you a Detroit Pistons writer, man. You're an NBA writer. Uh, Thank you. Who Who is, if he's not uh, internationally known, he should be. Uh, James is so good. He's covering the worst team in basketball, and people still read him. That's all you need to know about. James Edwards. He's so good that he's hustling to get to Pistons practice, even though the Pistons players are not. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, judging by what's happening on the court. Uh, <laughs> but but, but you know, before we get into that... Uh, it's really quick. That's the nicest thing you ever say to, said to me. We talk on the phone once a week, and it, it took you till this. At least you, I appreciate it. I just want to be you one day. I mean, I could say what I tell you in person, but I don't know if you want to. <laughs> I know. I thought you were actually going to go there, but you you, you stopped. So nah, nah. You know what I'm saying? The streets is watching. You feel me? So we got to keep it. <laughs> we got to keep it good. Uh, I know. I know y'all were, oh, riveted and just engulfed in in-season tournament basketball, right? What you know about them Pacers, James Edwards? Can you believe this Tyler Halliburton show? <sighs> Can I can I go on an in season tournament rant? Oh, here we go. This is what uh, allow. Go for. ahead. <laughs> this listen. I'm not like a. I'm not, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm not like one of those. Uh, like we're all programmed, whatever. But the NBA's programming of this event is like they called in all the higher ups that like focus on this. Like 
listen, people acting like the game last night was more competitive because it was the in-season tournament, it, like, we got to stop that. There's, I think it's bad product for the NBA. The NBA regular season, there are good games every night. They're just not on TNT. You guys, I'm, I, the Clippers-Warriors was a pretty playoff-like atmosphere two days ago. Dallas going on a 30-0 run and still losing two nights ago was still was very entertaining. Like I'm just naming two games in the last 48 hours. To act like the league needs this for guys and teams to play hard is to me is just like it's bad for the product well see that's the part i don't i i, I agree with you but i agree with you that the it's this is a a mispresentation yes. because to me they're making it about playing hard or not when the reality is yeah there are great games nobody's watching them right that, that's the so, issue is the pacers should yeah, be on tv more absolutely no in-season tournament for that i guess it, i guess it's a good idea but why brand it as oh now they're playing hard like man people are playing hard all over the league that's it's the part psychological it is it's psychological it really they're playing into the minds of the people that are watching and being like oh there's an added benefit there's an added incentive this is another thing they've just unlocked they're smart They've done the work to be like, oh, people aren't tuning in because they don't feel like there's anything at stake. It, you know what it reminds me of? When you go to arenas and you see these people that paid thousands of dollars for their lower level court seats fighting over $2 t-shirts. I love that. You know what I mean? Like they're literally, they're literally jumping over people, jumping over kids over t-shirts. It's the same thing. These games worse. are still entertaining, but there's they're something worse. about the competition about yeah. it that makes them go, you know what? Let me tune in. Let me be riled up over this. So I, I mean, they're taking I, off I their shirts it. for that. They're like dancing for t-shirts. It's even worse than that. They're like <laughs> embarrassed <laughs> their family bad. lineage, right? Just to get like the t-shirt. It's the same t-shirt that came for free, by the way. That's on the back of the seat. Correct. That's right. right. the crazy part. <laughs> first, first one thousand fans in the door. <laughs> right. That's my well, thing, psychology man. of it, y'all. It's, it's and that's what I was trying to get to. The programming. It's like I, I will put good money on it. That if that game was just shown to Bally Sports Indianapolis, it would have still been a good game because they're two good teams. I watched the Pacers bench lose their mind when they ran away from the Pistons in the final six minutes two weeks ago. Like, it's not we got we got to stop like and the league has done a good job of like asking players and coaches not to like dismiss it. And I think it is very calculated. If you ask any coach or any player about it, you hear like a very uh, corporate response, I think. Uh, but at the end of the day, man, there's good basketball every single night. And I think it's a disservice to the league uh, to not to one act like there's not. And two, to not have teams like the Pacers on. Like, there's no way that should have been Tyreek's first TNT game. Like, that's just absurd. It's just he's one of the best seven but, players in the league right now. Nah, see, I mean, you speaking as a dude who like go play from one to three p.m. at the local gym <laughs> from the business perspective, though, isn't like don't you i mean the bottom line is people were not you feel me like you got to do something so if if in that sense you could if you could take something that was already there and repackage it if you can put a look put a little bit you know uh some new eyelashes on it right oh i get that part of the nose right yeah like, i agree with that same thing Zena, ain't it it's basically I, like I, that's what i was thinking so i will say james yesterday when they interviewed ty halliburton right after the game and they asked like if this is the most important performance like I, it was something like that but he was like yeah this important this performance was incredibly important for the in-season tournament and it was like 
okay, (laughs) this is just a regular season, you know? So I agree with you on that point, but exactly what Marcus is saying, particularly from a business perspective, if you know you have a good product and the people that cover the NBA, the people within the NBA, the players within the NBA, they all know they have a good product. But the problem is when you chop up the way that people consume this, right? Mm. Over networks, over streaming, over cable, over everything. And you know, it's hard for people to focus their attention on one event every night, make them believe that if they miss this, they've messed up. And that's what they really did. Like they put the eyelashes. I like the way you put it. Cause I do appreciate some lashes. <laughs> but I, that's I exactly agree. right. James they was re-packed. saying they, they going too far. Like them, like some of y'all do with them eyelashes. That's what James was <laughs> no, <saying>. no, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> so, some some of y'all no. be out here looking like snuffleupagus. Like I just don't need I just don't need fifteen inch nails. <laughs> Zena is old enough want? to understand that, James. You a the youngster. Snuffleup the snuffleupagus. That's crazy. That's a real thing, and he's not lying though. And I'm not gonna comment on that. But um, there's enough Instagram videos out there to prove that point. But right. I I don't know. I I think that they needed to do something. And it's funny because the athletic NBA show Zach Harper was on with Jay King and and can't remember who else. I think West is. They talked about this. Like these games are so entertaining and the Indiana Pacers are probably the most entertaining team. That's they had their quarter season awards and they said most entertaining team. But as a person that's out in the Bay watching and, you know, obviously covering the Warriors and other people on the other coast, they're probably not paying attention as much. They right. might see that score and they're dropping 140 points a game, but they're not t- tuning in. They will tune in if they feel like something's on the line. And so I I give kudos to the NBA because they needed to do something. Can I can I just clarify real quick, Marcus? Because I agree with everything you guys are saying. And I I love the 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 packaging, the programming of it. My issue is getting on Twitter and everybody's like the in season tournament in season tournament work, these guys are playing hard. I just yeah. find that hard. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Pacers on a Monday night, if that was just Indiana Bally, that they wouldn't play hard. They're two good teams. And yeah. I didn't the Clippers Warriors the other night playoff like atmosphere. Dallas OKC. That's just my issue is to act like they aren't playing they, hard. Yeah. They're not playing yeah, hard. No, it's I just not that. true. But the, I love that if this is how we can see Tyrese Halliburton on national TV, I'm all for it. Yeah. Hey, so our producer is saying that I'm treading into dangerous territory. Talking about eyelashes. Hey, I got a 16 year old daughter. I'm in the eyelash game. So you feel me? <laughs> I know exactly what I'm talking about, and I was confirmed by a I'm black snapping woman. over here. Uh, uh, I got, I got pretty eyelashes. I've been uh, James, you do. You do. You have great Thank eyelashes. You. Thank you. Uh, James, are you buying the Pacers, though? Like, is this a cute regular season thing, or is there something about them that's for real? Uh, I for, When you say no. for real, you mean that's like title no. contender? No. They're, like, not, they're nah, bad defensively. Not. It's it, it is bad defensively, but they're I think they're a fun, you know, like those those teams like find me the Suns, like where it's like the perfect regular season. I look up and they only have twenty losses because they play fast, they catch teams running, they catch teams out of gas. But when you guys know, you guys are in the Bay, you guys high level playoff basketball. That's fast play. It's playoff, and they cannot defend. Love Tyrese Howell, terrible defender. Buddy Hield. Terrible defender. A very still 30th. The epitome of regular season basketball. There's teams that you'll see like routinely in a top five seed, but losing the second round until they address the defense. That's real. They're literally on the opposite ends of, am I frozen? 
by the way? I don't know. No, you're not. Marcus Marcus was. Marcus blinked twice. Yeah, right. <laughs> blinked twice of years. No, I, I agree with you. Like, you can't be that lopsided on being one of the best offensive teams and one of the worst defensive teams that will get exposed in a playoff atmosphere, especially going and tiring your best players out. Like, I mean, we've seen Tyrese Halliburton keep it going for several games in a row, but in a series, when people get a chance to adjust to him and read his game and, you know, properly scout him and and, and scheme for him, you got to be able to play some defense. <laughs> which, which was why I actually really liked the game last night. I mean, being able to keep the Celtics to what they had, I mean, I was very impressed. Um that they actually played some defense. I was shocked man, that game. This season tournament, man. They started playing oh, hard. Stop it! Go yeah. Stop it! <laughs> get, they got to get to. They got to get to Vegas. Here's a Vegas. question for you: How much of that 500k each player gets actually makes it out of Vegas? Ooh. <laughs> Depending on the player. Let's see. 15 players. Depends. All right. Let's see. Yeah. Who's uh, in the finals? Is the question? If New so Orleans what, and 7.5 uh, million. Don't let don't let Zion walk out of New Las Vegas with five hundred. Man, that ain't nothing for Zion. No, that ain't nothing for Zion. I would put Brandon I mean, Ingram in that category too, though. Yeah, Brandon Bi's <laughs> in that category. That ain't that's not leaving. The, is there a starlet in Vegas? That's not. <laughs> Ouch! <leaving>. Wow! <laughs> Terrible! Wow! Terrible! Who's, no, I guess who's more likely to keep that money? I'm the going with CJ McCollum. He's gonna like invest it into a winery or something. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna do something responsible with his money, AD. Like that's start that's a new CJ. line, start a new label. Yeah. Start a new label. <laughs> no, that um that interview yesterday with Brandon Ingram was so funny. I don't think I I knew he was quiet and I knew he was monotone, but literally he goes, They're like, Are you excited about Vegas or like going to Vegas? He's like, yeah, I really like Vegas. I'm really excited about Vegas. I was like, speak up. I love B.I. too. That's I never I knew he spoke that low and that monotone. I was just like, I guess I didn't really pay attention. And he doesn't do that many interviews, but yeah. The only he's time like, I see him turn up when the fight breaking out on the court. Like that dude. Oh, that's like, right. He's, yeah, he's, yeah, he's ready. Yeah, he's, he's one of those low-key. It's the quiet one, too. Yeah. yeah. It's the quiet sure one you got to watch for. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hey, you know. so we got we got James here, Zena. We have to talk about some mortuary business here. Fair, fair, fair. <laughs> what oh, is James. up with these pistons? This is listen. They're bad. I want to first get the elephant in the room out of the way. But this is what I think happened. And Marcus, me and you talked about this on the phone the other day. Started the season two and one, and again, it's the start of the season, right? But like there was a little swagger to them. They were defending. They almost were. They were one two points away from being three and zero. They lose a game to Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City is a great team. Dominate them, but then they come back 
are up 20 against Portland and blow the game. And ever since that game, it's just not been this. I think this is what's happening. You lose two, three games in the NBA, it's like, okay. But then you look up and you've lost five, six, seven. And it's like, oh, sh- shit. Okay. And then now you're asking the one of the youngest teams in the league who doesn't know how to win, who's never won at this level, to learn how to win in the midst of, like, basketball tragedy, right? Like, Bojan Bogdanovic has been, just came back. Alec Burks missed eight games. Monty Morris hasn't played all year. There are three veterans basically have not played very much this year. So it's Marvin Bagley's the oldest at like 24, 25. None of these guys have learned to win. And now you're like, it's in your head. Like, oh my gosh, are we going to, like, when are we going to win a game? They just blow games late. Like, I don't know, man. It's very like young guy stuff. Just fourth quarters can't get the offense going, turn the ball, throw it into the, the stands. They had eight turnovers in the first quarter versus, versus the Knicks in a game they lost by six. Just stuff like that that I just think they just need to grow up. And I think getting one win, I don't think they'll turn them into a good team, but one, getting one win will help, uh, I think, ease some of the stress that they are going through as a, as a young basketball team trying to dig out of this ridiculous hole. I and mean, Bogey being back. Bogey's a bucket. I think people right. don't realize that. He, he spreads your offense, which yep. gives Cade and Ivy, whenever he plays, an opportunity to you know create. <laughs> but – I mean, losing by one, I think that's the thing. When we all saw the Pistons lose by one to the Miami Heat, we were like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. And I feel like they, you know. No, we weren't. No, we weren't. I was. I was. Oh. Opening I night, was. Eastern Conference oh. champs at their house, I the Pistons was. making them sweat. We knew no, it was all uh-huh. gas. We knew no, it was Marcus, all gas. No, I'm going to stop you there because I am, I am low-key a Heat fan. I was in Miami for a portion of my career, and I do love their organization so much. And I really do like that team and they play really well. And they, I think they play really great basketball. And when they lost by one, I was like, Oh shoot. Like the youngins are about to figure this out and it's going to work. And what you've seen so far is I feel like Cade is trying to do too much. Mm-hmm. I don't even think he's trying to do too much. I he's think being he has to, to do too much. He right. Exactly. Yeah. Like he's being forced to do too much. Your front court situation, like God bless. I love James Wiseman. Um, but after, after your main centers, what Isaiah Stewart, who's actually like legit, he was good against the yeah. Warriors. Jalen Duran. Jalen Duran and Isaiah Stewart, once they come out, it's like the front court doesn't know what's mm-hmm. happening, whether it's defensively, whether it's just rotations, guarding screens, like they 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 just don't know how, what to do in the back, yep. in the like in the back line of the defense. I I was really sad to see them go on this skid, and I agree with you. When you're that young and you're coming into the NBA, I, uh, I say this about everyone except Asar Thompson. He's different. But when you're that <laughs> young, Thompsons you come to the NBA. Different, you feel me? That's he, how we roll. Those Thompsons from Something Oakland in the bloodline. Something in the bloodline. I'm going to tell you because we're going to get into him. We're going to talk about him. But I really do feel like they're in a space of maybe this is who we are. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that, that sentiment is coming across from them? Yeah. Yeah. I think – well, in a way, um, and I think you made great points, and I think also something that needs to be mentioned is Monty Williams still figuring the team out. Like, I yeah. think we're getting to a point now where – Monty Williams getting like $20 million a year. He better hurry up. 
he ain't he ain't going nowhere (laughs) he got time he uh i think he's figuring things out like i think we're gonna start seeing if duran well first of all i think bogey's gonna now that he's back and he gets acclimated he's gonna start at the four they're gonna have Stewart at the five and start him when they play bigger teams so that front court rotation you're talking about is gonna be kind of smoothed out sounds like they're gonna start three guards with ivy and kate and killian with bogey so it's like it's starting to come together a little bit but you got to win games but to your point Cade said it was it was perfect and somebody needed to say it because up until the Toronto game, which was about now, I want to say like November 19th or something like that, and they got blasted in Toronto. Up until then, it was like, we're right there. Like if we if we turn the ball over 17, a bad 17 times instead of a horrendous 20 times, we win. If we stop following, we win. Like we're right there. And then they lose by 30 or whatever in Toronto. And Kate, I'm like, Kate, I'm like, you and Isaiah have been the guys tasked with like holding this group together. I'm like, what is the message at a, at 10 straight losses at this point? He's like, we need to stop sugarcoating it. Like we're bad. Like mm. he finally, somebody said it like, we're bad. Not like if we do this, we're okay. If we do that, we're okay. He's like, we're bad. And we need to figure out how not to be, bad. but not like bad meaning good, but like, no. not like Michael Jackson, bad. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, like we were okay. able clarify we are, that. We stink. Not like LLQJ bad. Yeah. We talking yeah. about, yeah. all right, got you. And since then, while they haven't won, of course, they've been they've been in every game, and again, they just blow it in the fourth quarter. And I shouldn't say that because they're you you guys play ball like eight turnovers in the first quarter against the Knicks cost you when you lose by six at the end, right? Right. Like, but it's just they just got to clean things up, man. And I think I think they beat Memphis tomorrow. That's my call. I think they beat Memphis. Oh, tomorrow. oh, you going out there? You going out? On a oh, I'm putting my neck. I'm. I said the same thing when the Wizards came to town and they lost by 19 to the Wizards. So. So and look, here's here, James. Let me let me. You you know this team better than than anybody. So I want you to like make some clarifications here. Uh, mm-hmm. So first things first, like we're looking at, we're just talking about Tyrese, who was what in his fourth year, and we're seeing players, young players, like really make an impact and lift their teams, mm-hmm. like. I think Cade is amazing. I still think he's incredibly talented. It's obviously former number one pick. Like, explain why Cade isn't doing that. Why isn't as good as he is? Why is he not saying, "All right, I'm at least get us to a team flirt with 500"? Right? Like, yeah. Explain think, that part. So, I think it, that's a great question. So, I think one thing I want to point out is we all heard all the rumors out of USA Basketball that Cade was one of the two best players there cooking which yes. involved Tyrese Halliburton so obviously playing with other good players Cade is able to kind of get his shit off right so there's that two I think people who there's outside I don't know how many people Detroit has a lot of fans but I don't know how many people that aren't Pistons fans don't pay attention this is basically Cade's second season he only played 12 games last year he was playing on one leg basically so now he's coming back there's that part of there's two the Pistons needed to learn, is this guy a lead guard? And he struggled with turnovers since coming back. Like, he's still, I think he's been a lot better the last few games, but I think he still leads the league in turnovers. So now they're using him more off the ball. They're playing him with Killian, with Jaden Ivey, taking that pressure off of him. And I think just the big thing with Kate is, like, you guys know because you guys know ball, but, like, there's this perception that number one picks or whatever are supposed to come in, like, ready to go. And it's like, man... People take time. Like, nobody's talking about that. Everybody was saying Wimby's our team savior. I think the, are the Spurs still on a 14-game losing streak or something like that, too. Like, there's, there's, it takes time for some of these guys. And I think for Cade, it's like, 
He's just figuring out what he can do. And listen, he's not like perfect. He's not the most athletic guy. He struggles around the rim. But I think playing with space uh, is going to be helpful to him. And getting Bojan back is going to be huge. Playing alongside Ivy is going to be huge. Uh, I think you look at his last three games where they've played two or three guard or three guards. He's only had one turnover and he's putting up like 30 points. Like you're starting to see the process. And I just think at the end of the day, Tyrese Halliburton has a buddy healed, a Miles Turner, a Bruce Brown. Uh, Shea, like Shea was, I mean, Shea's played more seasons and he's propelled himself into MVP category last year. Like Kay's playing with guys that just, He's got to like they're figuring out what Killian Hayes is. They're figuring out what Jaden Ivey is, Jalen Duran. Like these guys are young, young, um, and acts to do a lot. So, listen, there's no there's no excuse for two and eighteen, and they shouldn't have one. Uh, but I think for Cade, like people that are like writing him off, I just think it's like disingenuous because the situation is unique and his personal situation. Like the guys, this is his second season. Um, like not everybody's comes into the league like LeBron, and that's. I think that's the biggest misconception. I'm going to go ahead and plug uh, one of your pieces that you did on Cade Cunningham shot, which I really uh, like, I appreciate being able to learn about how people get their shots back after injury. Mm-hmm. I didn't experience, um, you know, career ending injury or anything like that, but I've just knowing the work that goes in talking about him practicing for two days while sitting and then, or one day for sitting and then two days while standing and off one leg and having to build his quad. You guys go read that. It's very, very interesting to learn the mechanics of how somebody like Kate can get a shot back. But I'm also curious about the people around him mm-hmm. because Marcus Sasser is supposed to be a, a, a person that's supposed to spread the floor. Um, Isaiah Livers is supposed to be someone that's supposed to spread the floor. And I'm curious if you think that their shot production is a result of just a mental thing because they're not in a good space right now, or is it more of an offensive scheme that they're not being set up for like great catch and shoot shots or being able to create for themselves and and find their open, you know, their opportunities? No, that's a great question. And I think, so I think to some people early on, it looks like what you're saying, like the scheme itself is not setting itself up to three-point shooting. But what I will what I will say is because, again, I don't expect people to pay attention closely, like super close to where I'm going to say this. The Pistons had came into the year with five legitimate floor spacers, Alec Burks, Joe Harris, Monte Morris, Bojan Bogdanovich, and Isaiah Livers. Isaiah Livers just made his debut last week. Right. Bojan just made his debut two days ago. Monty Morris hasn't played all year. Alec Burks has missed nine games. And Joe Harris has missed the last two weeks with a shoulder sprain. So it's like why I think, especially early on, you watched the Miami game, why I think they emphasize defense so much Hmm. and it hurt the offense is because if they had a chance, they had no choice because they just had no floor spacing, right? Like their best shooter available for most of the year is Isaiah Stewart, who's just like shooting volume threes for the first time in his life and Teams still really don't respect it. Jaden mm-hmm. Ivey's been is, is a streaky shooter, but can shoot it. So it's like, I know Pistons fans are listening. It's like, shut up about the injuries and excuses. But it's like, man, like this team has five guys missed the majority of the year that are all career thirty eight percent three point shooters or better. Like they can't be ignored. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially when you factor in that everybody else around them I mean, was asked to do we, this. We sure can ignore it if it's not in the in season tournament. We can definitely. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, those shots would have went in if they played in the in season. Bro, if you paint night. the floor different, they would get buckets. <laughs> they I'm trying to tell you. We would have seen a different okay, distance. Seen a little team, bit more. They would have cared. Like, here's here's what concerns me, right? Especially mm-hmm. watching like Kate, because I agree with you on Kate. Uh, and the the narrative can also be just be so tied to results, right? Yeah. Where it feels like he's failing because his team is failing. When if you watch him play, like the dude is good, right? Yeah. But if you watch him play, you also start feeling sorry for Kane. Like, yo, yeah. like this is pretty sad. So that makes me wonder, man, I, I'm so nervous about my 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 cousin, you know, uh from from Oakland. <laughs> like, like what what are we gonna like? No, he's he's gotta go, right? Like, you we can't do this to him. Like, Stop. he's got such a no, with Dre, look, Draymond Green doesn't praise anybody, <laughs> no. right? Like, unless they absolutely deserve it. Yeah. He's more likely to say somebody is way overrated. Mm-hmm. Or if, like, you go, like, hey, man, this dude is good. You're like, man, I, he ain't that good, and blah, 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 breaking down. When Draymond praises somebody, it's usually because he's played against them, and he's felt like, no, that's different. Right. So for him to be like, yo, I saw our Thompson, like, this is crazy what he's doing. We need to talk about it more. He went out of his way like, twice after the Pistons yeah. game and on yes. Twitter. Yes. Yeah. Right. And this is like a four-time MVP. Like, so I'm curious. Like, the thing that Draymond does is so valuable because it leads to winning, right? Mm-hmm. And you got Steph Curry next to you. So now it's amplified. See, you've watched this for years, right? What right. Draymond does matters so much because it leads to winning. What happens to Asur if what he does? That's so valuable and so important in this league. Right. Never leads to winning, right? Do, do yeah. you get to build on it like that? That's why I'm worried about him. Maybe that's fair. No, no, I think that's I think that's great. I think it's a great point. I think eventually it will because I think eventually they'll get better players. Like they have no choice now at this point. Like whether it's a trade because they're not winning or next summer when they have 60 million in cap space, it's going to change. And I agree with you. Like Asar, yes, what he does leads to winning, but when you have to start him and Cade and Killian and Stewart and Duran, it's like, okay, like nobody out here can shoot. Like I love Asar mm-hmm. as a person. I love watching him play. Like he's the sweetest kid, but like kid can't shoot right now. And that's why he's, he's struggling. And he's still like, he's going to be a good secondary tertiary option, like initiating offense. But right now he gets into traffic and he loses the ball. Like his handle is just not where it needs to be defensively. The hustle plays, the, the, the Draymond plays are there. He just doesn't have Steph and Clay next to him, right? So it's not amplified. But I think eventually as they figure this thing out and you see Cade play with more space, you see Ivy kind of get in the good graces of of Williams and and start playing more and, and have a bigger role. Um, I certainly think like you're gonna see a SARS, a SARS, uh a SAR shine even more, like an it lead to winning eventually. Like this year, I wouldn't this year is kind of a wash at this point. It's it's what they do when they add like when they go and spend money and what it looks like. Cause they love Asar. Like Asar will be, I think Asar will be a piston for a very long time. That's what I was going to say. I was like, I feel like they're going to build around Cade and Asar yes. as they're like franchise players. Uh, you know, who else also loves Asar Thompson is Chris Mullen. He mm. never shuts up about uh, Asar Thompson, even like, uh, you know, on NBC sports Bay area, they'll do the around the NBA. He will talk about, Asar Thompson doing things defensively that no one's doing at his age, particularly, but in general as well. So he's got quite a few future and current Hall of Famers um, and me. I'm not a Hall of Famer, but I am a huge fan of Asar Thompson. And I read your article about how he 
values defense and that him and his brother value that over everything, right? More so they think the typical adage, defense wins championships. And just like Marcus is saying, it's not winning much for him. Um, From a team perspective, the only thing that I've seen them do consistently is run. Mm-hmm. Like run and dunk, be athletic, all the above. What is happening in their half, half court to you that is prohibiting them from being able to be effective defensively when they're as athletic and long and bouncy and active and young as they are? They should be getting deflections and steals daily and running the floor. And they're doing well, I think, at fast break points, you know, but yeah. still not as much as you would think with a team that young. No, that's a good point. I think it's two things. Um, They turn the ball over a lot, so other teams are scoring easy points, and they're not able to get out and transition on the other side. Secondly, they don't, for whatever reason, they don't force a lot of turnovers. I'm not really sure why that is. It's positioning, man. That stuff is positioning. Yeah, you got to even if you're an athlete, you got to be in the right spot. And and and, and sure, you would too. A lot of young guys. That's probably their biggest. You guys watch James Wiseman. Like yeah. positioning is young guys don't can't figure out where to be all the time. Sure, but I mean I you see it now with Kaminga, right? With Jonathan yeah. Kaminga, like when he's in a great position, he's gonna be good. But if he's not, eh. and now two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream Directv satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on Directv with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on Directv makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. Directv has the most MLB games. Visit Directv.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. If you're as obsessed with basketball as I am, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Hey guys, this is JJ Redick. Twice a week, I'm cooking up something special for basketball junkies on my podcast, The Old Man and the Three. I bring on guests in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, like Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash. Or Paulo Bencaro on his shooting workouts with Kevin Durant. Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron when they were teammates in Miami. But it's not just about the player interviews. Every Monday, I break down the top three things happening around the NBA without the outlandish takes. Often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler, we dive deep into topics like rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? The Old Man of the Three is the only companion podcast you'll need during the playoffs this year. Be sure to listen to The Old Man of the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. But, yeah. okay, same thing. But you think about Pajemski, you think about Moody. Half of that is hustle, too. Mm-hmm. Like, 100%. just throwing themselves up. Like, and I, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, when you've got eight of your eight of your roster right now is, like, in the last two drafts, that's where you yeah. got them? Yeah. Or they came from like, right. it just doesn't make sense to me that they're that young and not as active or not as hustle, like oriented as you would imagine. Marcus, I have a question for you. Might be advice for, for James to look at because you once covered the Warriors when they were not so great. Correct. And, and you saw the transition. Obviously there were certain people that were drafted and brought in um, that were just recently celebrated, but as they went on this this losing skid, what was it that made them flip and say, okay, 
like this is let me think like just Steph Curry's first year, right? Without any other other help. I mean, he had some legitimate people on that team. But what made him flip? What made them go, well, you know what? We're not as bad as this record would make us seem to be. Uh Steph. Steph's ankles got figured out. <laughs> like it was all Stephen Curry. It was all even Stephen in his first Curry. year. Even in his first year, it was all Stephen Curry. Like he was the dude that was different, where you could be like, oh, okay, because at first he was playing next to Monte. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you'd be like you'd be like, all right, he could play, but he wasn't yeah. like a franchise changer. But mostly because he was just Steph at the beginning was really like, I'm a point guard. See, yeah. James, mm-hmm. back in the day, you know, back when you were in like middle school, when me and Zena was running the streets. Uh, like it was, you had to either be a point guard, but a combo guard was bad. That was bad. Yeah. You need to be able to run point. You need to be a true point guard. That was not you need to was a true point guard. Mm-hmm. So he was busy trying to prove I'm a point guard. I can handle the point. He only averaged like, I think it took like three or four threes his first season. Average, mm-hmm. average four attempts from three. But then Monte, you know, they got trash. Don Nelson was like, all right, Monte, step aside. This Steph's team. And he had like Mikey Moore and you know, like just a bunch of dudes, like a bunch of G Leaguers. And he was out there cooking. And that's where you were like, oh, this dude is different. Like, okay, he's different. And then they added Clay Thompson. But I guess if there was a turning point, it would be the trade when they traded Monte and got Bogut. It was like, all right, now they have a legitimate center. And now they have this point guard who's really good. But then his ankles were an issue. So he had to get his ankles Mm. together. That was a different. But to me, but first off, it was it was a disaster, and it could have went awfully. Like, and that's mm. why I worry about it. Like, it could have went awfully, and mm. in the end, they ended up getting rid of just about everybody and starting with Steph, Draymond, Harrison Barnes, got not Like the team Steph came in with, they got rid of everybody but Steph. That's why I'm curious about what do you do with these Pistons? Like, yeah, I think they're they all sounds like it's, it's also up. why it sounds like you want Kate James to, be the to one. get out of there. Get yeah. out of there, James. Hey, we're not doing this on, on the forum. You're trying Chill. to he's trying we're to bait me. That. No, he knows what he's doing. He's trying to bait me. I'm not taking it right now. Good for uh, you, James. Good for you. There's one thing I wish I could do, or we all could do. Like if we could go in a time machine, I want to go back and watch those early Curry Warriors with the understanding of what he'd become. Like I think watching those first fascinating come, like watching it in that light. And watching everybody else's reaction. I don't know if it's making any sense. Like, we know what he becomes, but the fans in the arena don't know. Like, I would love to just, like, watch it with that light. Because, I mean, listen, I have the same birthday. That's why I shoot the way I do. Like, it's just, it's in the it's in the stars. Uh, you feel me? Oak Town to Flint Town. Like, we're country cousins. <laughs> MC Breed. You know what I mean? Like hey, ain't no here. future in your front. Ain't no future what? in your front, and we out here, baby. That's what we do. It's it's all in the stars. Hey, hey, Zena, I gotta get mine. You gotta get yours. Uh, hey, <laughs> and shout out. Who's the Warriors DJ? DJ D Sharp, baby. Fire because like every time we're in every time we're in the bay, like he don't just like like play Eminem or Big Sean. Like he plays like Slum Village. He'll play like Danny Brown. Like he plays like. No, you know, he's a real DJ. Yeah, he's nice. Yeah, he's nice. Yeah, he do this. He do this. Shout out to him. He's one. He's the best in the league. I'll give him that. Shout out to him. So I want to follow up on this though, real quick, and I want to ask both you and Marcus this question. Listening to what you just said, there seems to be this parallel, potential parallel Mm -hmm. between a Cade Cunningham and then what happened with Steph Curry. Man, stop it. 
Do, I'm saying, like, if you, I'm, t- I'm asking, Marcus. I'm genuinely asking. Do you think, not necessarily that Cade Cunningham will become Steph Curry? No, but I'm saying in terms of the trajectory of the James, team, we're gonna end up having our conversation on the pod. Like, we don't have to bring this to the forefront because this is what we talk about, Zena, all the time. But <laughs> well, I'm, I'm curious, like, because if you get rid of quote, if you get rid of everyone and you build around Cade. And yeah, yeah. You, I say you, you build if you build around Kate and Sar like they did Steph and Clay, like I could see everybody else gone. Like there's a world where I could see them move everybody else at some point and keep Kate and Sar. I'm even coming down to like, you know, when you just you just mentioned it, Marcus, like Curry's ankles were an issue. Cade's leg. shins, yeah. his legs were an issue, right? Like there's this corollary here that I'm like, this is interesting. Like looking at the early Warriors, looking you're at getting the, Pistons fans hype. I can listen. I can hear. I don't know. Hear no, chant, I'm here. Chant, I'm here. Downtown I'm right here for the reality. Pistons, Pistons fans, I am your reality. Do not fall for the banana in the tailpipe. <laughs> the truth is, this situation happens all over the league all the time. Everybody's got those one or two players, and if you just build around them, Steph was lightning in a bottle. It was a miracle. It does not happen. Banking or players at USA is a camp. bad idea. Top two oh. players at USA camp. I'm, I'm with Z. Saying. No, I talk believe that talk, Z. Let's no, go. I believe that. I believe they're incredible. I believe they're good. I'm just saying to to take your franchise and bank it on. But what if we got the next step? Like no, 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 no. Not saying that. Not saying that. No. I mean, I'm not saying that. She's just saying that Pistons fans, there's hope. You never That's know. What, that's what I hear. You never know. There's hope. All right, let's get some NDRE in here. Then we talking about. I don't know if I'm K. Eh, I might be like, hey, get me up out of here. You're just trying Who to get me up out of here. That's what you're doing. If you want, you're trying nah, to push K to I, leave, so I leave. Nah, I feel like K is generation. I feel like he's still good. I just, yes. if they can do that, if they can take, if they can get rid of all this stuff and start over with a better, a better choreographed team. A better roster put together. I feel like they just got every athlete they could find. <laughs> like, let's match them together. It's like, yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, it, better, yeah. better roster. You know what I'm saying? Like, That's fair. Like, go I get think... some vets. Go get some vets. They and I think it, yes. a AAU team that flies in from all over the country, never played together ever, <laughs> but like they're just hella athletic and they were all the top in their brother high schools. Yeah. yeah. That's no, I'm, I'm with you guys. I mean, I understand it. And especially when, like I said, like, the things that make you line up functional have now understand why people walk away thinking that it's like a bunch of things. I get it. Uh, but certainly like, I don't think it's as, I don't think it's as bad as the Dude, record. Stop it, I, stop I got it. you. I got you. No, no, here's no, here's the real problem. It's not that bad. Right. The problem is what we're seeing in this league is young teams getting it done. That's 100%. the problem. The right. problem is it that you're looking at Orlando, you're looking at Oklahoma City, Houston, like Houston, right? Like you don't have to be this bad, but some Orlando is going to be a problem, right? And yeah, I think Orlando they might be younger. I think they might be younger in aggregate than than the Pistons. Like I think they are. Yes, I think they are. Oklahoma City is definitely younger, right? Like so. Yes. I mean, I mean, some of that is skewed by like some old dudes at the end of the bit, like right, and like, is like ninety eight years old, but <laughs> yeah, Bogey's thirty. He's still a like, bucket, but yeah, he's still a yeah. bucket, but he's old. No, he's only 32. Jeez. Alec Burks is only 32. I feel like he's been on the forever. 
Yeah, Alec is nice. Alec is nice. Alec is a bucket, bro. Yeah, (laughs) I love when you like get to like. I was always familiar with Alec Burke's game. Like I'm a of a hoop chunk, but when you get to cover a guy and you see it every night, like he's struggling right now. He's going through a little spell, but like when Burks is cooking, does he talk to? He Alec is first of all. He's like the. I want to put this on on record. Everybody does all this sneaker talk. Alec Burks is the best sneakerhead under PJ. Better than PJ. Under PJ. Under oh, PJ, okay. Alec Burks has heat galore. But yes, if you Alec will talk if it if it's just you and him. If it's a crowd, he's he's still short. Uh, he's very cool. He's just like, man, that very, dude would get a he would go out there and get buckets and be like, hey, yo, you just got buckets. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I told him that one day. <laughs> I told him that in the locker room one day, because like we have a good rapport when it's just like one on one. I'm like, Alec, I was like, Can you talk? He's like, Man, do I got to? I was like, Well, then don't score 30. Like Right, <laughs> score twelve. Hey, hey, yeah. He get them kind of buckets too, like the way he get buckets and the way he go on them spurts. Like, bro, you gotta talk after that. Getter. Yes, nah, I like yeah, I'm about here. You cooking it like nah, you gotta come on, <laughs> you man. Have you can't to cook talk. like that. And then be I quiet. need the recipe, uh, please. Yes, one hundred percent. Shout out to AB, man. AB's a great dude. <laughs> yeah, he'll cook. Great vet. That dude is crazy. Uh, all right, Jed's got to get to Pistons practice. Are you gonna beat the Pistons there or what? Are you? You're going to be first one, first one there, last one uh, I actually might be. I might be. <laughs> y'all, terrible. I love y'all, man. This was fun. We Can appreciate you. We need you. to make this a pod. The us three. Right, slow, down. slow down. Slow down. And DA, us four. Yeah, four horse. Trying to bump my partner, the legend, uh, the Hall of Famer. That's crazy. I guess James, it's DA's. We have to be humble, James. We have to take every invite. You're right. Maybe me and Z do our own. Now that I would listen to. Maybe I would one thousand listen to that. Y'all are two of the smartest people I know. Now that I think about it, James be trying to act like he like you know what I'm saying. James, James is low key like a nerd. Not even really low key. He's a nerd. I can I can see that in your articles. I appreciate it. I respect it. Listen. you know, I, I don't know. I don't know how to say it. <laughs> what to say today. Yeah, I guess like we we're all exactly. nerds. We all we uh, write papers. Thank you. Thank you. Would be nice. Right. <laughs> Asking that. That's thank a compliment. You. Shout out thank to Flint you, though. You know, I got to shout out to eight one zero. What that mean? You can't have nerds because you from Flint. Come on, man. No, you can't have nerds. I'm just letting people know. Yeah, people. we out here. Yeah, y'all got nerd. Y'all got nerds in Flint too. I, yeah. I understand. Y'all y'all got the Kuzmas, but you also got the nerds. Kuzma ain't a nerd. That was a bar. I don't know. You know, I don't know. I think he's borderline. Marcus, you can't out loud say that was a bar. You have to let someone else say that. that <laughs> you got to let bar. somebody else, yeah. Nah, no, you don't, baby. You can acknowledge <laughs> your own bars. <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for joining Hoops Adjacent. Uh, maybe maybe David Aldridge will be back next week. Maybe he'll still be gallivanting the nation doing his David Aldridge thing. I don't know. but I think he's working on a story that I'm working on with him, too. He, he, oh man, coming soon. We got the, got the, D, we got the DA James double. Okay, all right, I'm with it. Coming soon. All right, uh, leave that five star review, and if you do not leave the five star review, if you don't have the most positive thing to say about us, then keep it to yourself, you haters. We're gonna make you play for the Pistons.
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.